Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to episode two of the City Chatter podcast here for the City of Grand Forks. Twice as good. Twice as good, yes. I'm John Burns from Public Information Officer for the City of Grand Forks. Uh, Episode two guest is Councilmember Brett Weber, Ward 3. Brett, thank you for joining us. Hello, John. Good afternoon. Yeah, as as we were talking on our uh, beforehand here, we've been working together a long time. It's over 10 years, over a decade. And that was going to be my question. You've been on the council Mm -hmm. now. We're we're up, up to a decade now. Yeah. I'm, I'm over 11 years and less than a year left at this point. Less than a year yes. left. Yes. yes. We'll leave that. You, you're, you, you've, I believe, have made that known. Do you want to make that known? Uh, the, the future is hard to predict. Um, uh, uh, so, yes. I know I've got uh, less than a year left on my current term. On your current term. Yes. There we go. Yes. There we go. So, so uh, with, when mm-hmm. you were first on council... Sorry, mm-hmm. I, I sent you a list of things we're going to talk about, and this is not on the list. <laughs> That's great. Um, the first time you were on council, the to now, how 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 not so much different is it, but your perspective changed. Well, um, it, I mean, we're we're just getting ready to start the budget process, and uh, when a new member of council is elected, uh, ironically, they get thrown right in the middle of one of our most important jobs, right. uh, the budget cycle. And your head is still spinning. You've got this fire hose of, a fire hose of information coming at you, and, uh, and you're dealing with this complicated uh, budget. What's our city budget? Over $150 million? It's, oh, in total, would you take in all the grants and enterprise funds? Yeah. 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 Um, basically, you are on the board of directors. One way of thinking of it is that you're on the board of directors of a relatively large company. Um, and that budget process happens so fast, and before you know it, the, the budget process, that first one, was completed, and then you start uh, figuring out how to be on council. Um, and uh, then, you know, the, the second one comes around, and it seems to go really <laughs> fast as well. It takes uh, a few of those cycles before you really start to feel like you've got your feet under you. Sure. Um, and that's just one... Of, of yeah. the many jobs. Uh, uh, so one thing that, that changes is you get to learn the process, right? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. I should. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Another thing that certainly changed uh, a great deal is uh, the composition of, of the council. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was first elected, uh, Hal Gershman was uh, council president. And had been for a long time. Had been for a while already. Mm -hmm. And he was part of that post-flood new city council Mm -hmm. that had come on. Uh, And uh, so there was kind of an established way of doing things. Um, And it was mostly older white guys who were on on the council. Uh, Since then, we've had uh, women on council. We've had younger people. Katie Dockler, our first woman mm-hmm. of color yep. on the council. So those are, are some of the things that have changed. Yeah. At, at what point as a council member do you go from I'm the new guy to everyone's looking at me for advice? Uh, it took about eight or nine years. <laughs> as you're uh, at the end now. <laughs> well, it, it, it depended. Uh, you know, when I was first on council, we were still, instead of committee of the whole, we were still uh, operating with uh, finance and development yeah. and safety and service. That's right. Two yep. subcommittees. Um, and I think that I'd been on council maybe two years or so when there was a shift in leadership and I uh, became chair of that finance and development committee. So at that point, um, 
at that point, there were also new council members because we uh-huh. essentially have a new council every two years. We constitute ourselves every two years. Yeah. So already from that first change, I was feeling a little more seasoned at the same time that I was still feeling like the new guy. So there was that yeah. kind of uh, a liminal step there where you were, was it dark or light? We right, were right. still working on it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, getting to some of the council work that's going on now, um, yes. at the meeting on Monday, there was a, a, a discussion regarding murals and, and you know, the, the, how it came forward. But the reason it was murals at schools, but the reason it became, uh, came before city council, and this was one of those where I even think it came up in discussion of what is the city involved in this? This is a school discussion. The city makes this law. So that, that was part of the reason why it came before you guys as city council was the, the sign code in the city is dictated by the city. Correct, right. So uh, with that, uh, moving forward, it, it's still a little muddy, isn't it? I mean, there, there's, we, we'll, we'll put it this way. We don't know if any mural is going to go up yet. No, we, we do not know if any mural is going to go up yet. And in fact, let me uh, talk about that in some very broad terms. Sure. Um, uh, both about murals, but also public art. Uh, when I first was elected to council, um, over the last 10 I'm going to, switch gears for a second over the last 10 years we have increasingly had interns working at Mm -hmm. city hall yeah yeah we have one here now and uh and uh that's become a rich part of the uh working environment at at city hall i think that i had a couple of the first interns i think you did uh and those two individuals social work majors from the university of north dakota um they took on lots of different jobs we were doing a lot with uh Uh, New Americans Mm -hmm. at that time. But one of the things that stands out for me uh, from their work, and I think it would be part of their memory as well, was the the Civil War Memorial, the Army of the Grand Republic. When I was uh, elected to council, I had only lived in in Grand Forks, what, uh, at that point, um, 2012. So I'd been here about five years, five, six years. and I, I still recalled my first day in Grand Forks. I was living out on the south end. I'd gone for a bike ride uh, downtown and rode through this great neighborhood of amazing elm trees uh-huh. uh, arching over uh, Belmont and, and Reeves Drive and, and got to that uh, downtown just on the outskirts of downtown. Yeah. Uh, Odin's uh, service station oh, sure. was right yep. there. I needed some air in my tires, there so I got go. to stop in and meet Paul on yep. my... Uh, Old school service station, right? Yeah, yep. my, my first day in Grand Forks. And I thought, wow, what, what a great neighborhood. The, the church bells uh, yep, were ringing. St. Mary's. Yeah. And uh, there was some odd statue that you couldn't hardly even see mm-hmm. because it was so overgrown with bushes. Uh, so one of the first things that I uh, enjoyed getting to be a part of and that I had interns working on was uh, connecting the great relationship between the city and park district. We have great relationship with the other taxing uh-huh. entities. Um, and uh, cleaned up that park, new landscaping, put in lights, and had a, a great uh, celebration that day um, uh, with some 1920s music. Because sure. it was the, uh, when I was elected, it was the century, uh, the centennial of that monument going oh, up. Okay. Yeah, it's been up 100 years. Yeah. I, I explained to people, I've had this conversation with their yes. intern today. I go, do you realize Grand Forks has a Civil War memorial? Yes. And I, I lived here for how long before I realized what that was? I, I think it's amazing. It's one of my favorite pieces of public art. Uh, and, and so that, that was uh, 
dis- displayed more favorable, sure. uh, made more accessible. And one of the next things we worked on was uh, murals. Mm-hmm. Um, as I, I have the pleasure of getting to travel around the country, I like back roads, going through small towns, and I enjoy getting to see the murals in those communities. It's a real sense of who the community sure. is, their identity, uh, unique to each community. Uh, even uh, heading out to Bemidji, I get to travel through the uh, small towns mm-hmm. between here. And uh, Faustin has some great murals, uh, etc. cetera, uh, Bailey, Bagley. And uh, uh, so I was hoping that we could change that ordinance. We worked on it for yeah. a while. Um, and there's another mural that many of us drive by on a regular basis, and I bet most of us don't see it anymore. Uh, there's a storage unit right there. Yes, uh, I remember that one too. By the railroad track. Yeah, right by the police station. Yeah, and uh, 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 Professor Jonyitz from uh, UND um, put together that, that, that small mural. It's on a board so that it can be uh, put up, taken down, yeah. moved, whatever. Uh, there were concerns then about uh, maintenance. That's now 10 years old. Mm-hmm. and uh, still not needing any maintenance. The rest of the building, we Needs. got it painted at that time right. because they cleaned it up for to celebrate yep. this new mural. Uh, it could use a, a new paint job, but the mural is still in great shape. By the way, as you drive by and look at that, it's uh, kind of a, a comic strip uh, caption of the, the life and times of Fatty Arbuckle, uh, an early silent film uh, oh, star. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all, those, those, those stories are always, you know. He great. traveled through Grand Forks on a train, and, uh, and, and John knew this, and, and uh, so he, that yeah. was the theme of his mural. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, that's fine. So and it, we'll see what happens going forward with, yes. with school district and, and stuff, some ordinance stuff. Who knows? Who right. knows? And it's a school that's going to be torn down and built, and there's, there's, there's lots of what ifs in this scenario. There are. There was a vote last night. We'll, we'll see what that vote means. As yep. you said, we don't have a mural yet. Um, certainly, uh, uh, I am and have been for a long time in favor of, uh, of more murals in our community, especially when the community comes forward and, and says, we would like this in our neighborhood. So we'll see how that plays out. I think this, the, this mural story is kind of a, a caveat of, uh, in the time I've worked for the city, I'm coming up 17 years now. I'm, I'm, I'm chasing okay. you. Um, the The You'll get neighborhoods, and, and I mean neighborhoods of the near north end, you know, rallied around something, got some things done in the neighborhood. The near south end did, did, a, did a good job as well. This university neighborhood has, I'll use the term, organized, and mm-hmm. they're now coming forward with ideas that, that get in front of the city council. Um, I will say this as a Grand Forks resident, that I take great pride in that. Hey, the neighborhood got together. Yes. Right? They, they, as opposed to sitting and complaining about something. They went and did something. I think it's great. Um, so I took over council uh, representation of Ward 3 mm-hmm. from uh, Elliot Glassheim, who had been there over 30 years. See, the city was founded in, in <laughs> Elliot. You're right. Yeah. He was all, already all grown up. Exactly. When it yeah. Uh, and uh, he'd been a real force behind uh, the, the establishment development of the near north side mm-hmm. uh, neighborhood association. And they uh, did some great work with the. Uh, uh, you know, front porch project. Uh, yep. They got put some together grants for sidewalks and stuff. Sidewalks, a historical walking tour yep. of that neighborhood. Uh, did some really great jobs. And when I first got on council, that was a very vibrant uh, neighborhood mm-hmm. association. And I continued to meet with them for years. We tried to develop a similar thing with the near south side. 
and uh, the uh, war, Civil War Memorial, yeah, the Grand Army of the Republic, uh, that became an impetus for that uh, neighborhood to come together. And it continued uh, with an emphasis not so much on public art, but on traffic calming. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're the, still the, working on You're still doing that. We, we've had some experiments that uh, I think have been successful. The neighborhood uh, thinks have been successful, and we're, we're, we continue to do that work. Um, and uh, but these things do have uh, a kind of a shelf sure. life. You have uh, folks who are willing to invest a lot of their time and energy, mm-hmm. and uh, they get tired. It's it's all uh, unpaid work. Right. It's it's uh, volunteer pretty much. And it's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, to be involved in those. So uh, it's understandable that they kind of come and go. Um, but the, uh, the and they still exist the near mm-hmm. north side the near south side, but the the real up and comer right now is the University Park mm-hmm. Neighborhood Association. They had a, a great uh, event at University Park. Yeah, this on weekend. Saturday. Yeah, uh, some great live music. I wish I could tell you the band because I really enjoyed them, but I, I not remember the name <laughs> yes. of the band. Uh, food truck and uh, stuff for the kids and mm-hmm. uh, a great time. Uh, I enjoyed attending for. I was there for an hour. Sure. I had agreed to come by. Uh, Representative Osowski was there before mm-hmm. me. Part of the event was an opportunity to invite out uh, council members yeah. so that people could speak with their representatives. As you know, though, John, sometimes we hold these things. Yeah. And, and once in a while, uh, the, the near north side in its day, we would have big uh, mm-hmm. turnout. Uh, near south side, uh, I've been to some of those meetings where we've had 30 yep. or 40 people show up. Yeah. Uh, other times we show up and it's crickets or a mm-hmm. couple of folks who we sit around and, and chat with. Well, and, and, and I'll, I'll say this is, uh, you know, as I'm, us- I'm using uh, air quotes for the yes. city, right? Yeah. Of, you know, the city needs to, you know, do more meetings like this. And I go, sure, no problem. About one in five, maybe, or, or that I would consider a, a good meeting, productive um, not just people yelling at you, like, like people trying to work together to get something done or bringing uh, forward an, an, an issue uh, that is just like, what can we do to work through this? You know, and, and it, like you said, and I've been to some where nobody showed up, you know, so it's... it's Had a few of those. Yeah, and it's, yes. it's tough sometimes. And the city wants to do that outreach. Mm-hmm. We want feedback from the citizens and uh, we'll hold series of those. Yeah. And uh, then we'll have a, a city council meeting after ha- having mm-hmm. several of these. And uh, people will say, well, why weren't we given an opportunity to give input? And, of course, we have a a public meeting every Monday, Mm -hmm. uh, every other Monday, an opportunity for the public to speak at those meetings. Uh, But everyone's busy. They've got a lot going on. And and I I tell people that that, uh, sometimes when people uh, will call me and just be like, you know, I'm complaining about something, whatever it is, right? I'll be like, well, have you you come to a meeting? I realize it's tough. We, We... you can watch it afterwards. Like there's ways to be engaged without physically sitting there. And, and, and lots of times it'd be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to try that and see what I can find it. Like see the discussion, see the, all right, what, what you guys as council members are, are really wrestling with. And if, you know, if it were a tough topic, right? What, what are you guys really wrestling with as opposed to just, well, they just do what they want. Uh, no, they don't. <laughs> there's, there's lots of discussion that goes on. It doesn't work, that way. It doesn't work right. that way. No. And, and I think that's one thing uh, going on. Another topic is, is a change in the council meetings of how some of that uh, public input is, is taken. Um, as a communicator, I don't think there's anything wrong with at least taking a look and trying something. Like you're, you didn't change a law. It's a policy, right? And see how this works. And what we changed was 
public comment either on a specific agenda item or you're speaking at the end of the meeting, right? And I, I'm not sure which council member was that said that, but as along the lines of what's, what's, what's the harm in trying? See how it goes. Uh, we've had one meeting. How do you think it went? Seemed to go very well yeah. last night, I thought. It was <laughs> yeah. a good meeting. Um, and and uh, I'm going to preface my, my direct response to that with a couple other uh, observations. Um, one, we were kind of complaining that people don't uh, show up to meetings or participate. Sure. And yet, uh, I'm uh, constantly struck by the amazing number of people who tell me, Monday night, must view TV sure. is city council. And, right. Yeah, uh, for the past two years. Age groups, yeah. uh, we have uh, people who tune in and, and watch mm-hmm. uh, city council meetings. And uh, the other thing that was uh, a word that was used was complaints. We often think people contact us to complain uh, about things. Actually, the vast majority of feedback that I get, whether it's uh, walking my dog sure. down on the greenway or at the grocery store just wandering on, around downtown, uh, I have people come up to me and... Uh, Rather than complaints, I, uh, we have people thanking us sure. uh, for our service. So uh, that's actually the more common experience. But we uh, certainly uh, do provide an opportunity for people to give feedback, mm-hmm. for people to complain, yep. for people to, uh, to, to let us know when they are unhappy. Yep. And uh, that's all an important part of, uh, of good governance, sure. especially at the local level. Uh, one of the great things about being on city council is that, from my perspective, it is the kind of the purest form of rec- representative democracy. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, an elected official might go to D.C. and serve in Congress. Mm-hmm. They are away from home. Uh, they have staff to buffer them yep. from their, their constituency. Even at a state level. Right? Even they're, at the state they're level. They're in Bismarck. Some yep. of them have staff. Right? I remember Max Schneider uh, was a, minority, a Senate minority leader. Yes, he was. At yep. the same time when his wife, uh, Crystal Schneider. Oh, when she was on council. When she was on right. council. And a lot of people wouldn't think of this, but Senate minority leader or council member, she re- received far more constituent uh, contact, calls, letters than, than Mac did. Right. And he was a Senate minority leader. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, that, that contact also happens, as I mentioned, at the mm-hmm. grocery store. Mac yep. was buying his groceries for a few months every other mm-hmm. year down in Bismarck. I'm buying my groceries right here in town. Yep. Uh, the people who uh, voted for me or against me uh, were, were buying groceries at the same time. So, Well, buying groceries at the same time, live next to you. Right. <laughs> you right. Know, right. You know, we, we are both in a unique spot. We do quite a bit of work with the state legislature. You've been the chair of the Grand Forks Legislative Committee of I've been uh, a, a liaison with that for how many sessions now? Um, you so were doing that before I came on, right? I, I, I did it one session before before okay. you joined us. I thought you'd been doing it forever. Well, it point. feels like at <laughs> the end of a session, it feels like forever. It does. They last a while. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But um, we have the benefit of of getting to know our state legislators, and I, even at a state level, I, I think, and this is not a criticism. This is an observation. Like, we'll read bills sometimes, and we're like, all right, whose name's on it, and what's the backstory? As opposed to, as opposed to oh, what, what are we trying to do here? Like, right. every once in a while, we'll, we'll see bills, and we're like, well, that one's weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it turns out that somebody had something happen in their alleyway, and they create a bill to yep. address that personal problem. We, we, do, we have seen that, haven't it, we, John? It's unfortunate that yeah. we, we, there, was, there was one several sessions ago, 
and it would have made if somebody was doing work on flood it was, it was something happened in Minot they were building a dike uh, I think the excavator clipped a garage that garage happened to be owned by a lawyer who knew a state senator I mean, yes. it, it was one of those things where at the end of the session we pieced it all together but they were going to make it uh, the state liable for all damage caused for like flood protection which sure sounds good until you really look at you're talking eminent domain you're trying to save property and infrastructure and you're like well we we just spent two weeks discussing this bill right <laughs> you know that was that was the time i remember it was howard swanson at the time was a city attorney and he's mm-hmm. like this is terrible he was. This is terrible. If we were to heaven forbid have to build a dike, we are no longer trying to save property. We're just going down property we own. Right. Yeah. Right. That makes it tough sometimes. Uh, the city's been. Uh, you mentioned uh, Mr. Swanson. The city's been really well served by our, our uh, city attorneys. We had. Oh yeah. Howard Swanson for so many years, decades, mm-hmm. uh, who was respected across the state uh, as as a municipal lawyer. Uh, and then uh, more recently, uh, Mr. Gaustad, the last couple of years, mm-hmm. doing a, a fantastic job, uh, wonderful again in our uh, legislative efforts. And also, like Mr. Swanson before him, uh, the State League of Cities often was looking to our yeah. city attorney for opinions and support on, on different things. No, that, that's, a, that's a good point. Uh, b- both of them, right? Yes. I remember Mr. Swanson would be gone sometimes. We're like, where is he? Well, Minot's working through flood litigation, you know, where to put flood walls and stuff like that, home buyouts, and he's the expert in North Dakota, right? So they, they get a hold of him. Uh, I was not aware of Mr. Gosted's connection to the legislature until he came on, of how at a state level, how they're like, we need to talk to Dan mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? I, I hope people understand that, that how much that benefits the city. Yes, yeah. Um, I want we, We've touched on some city things, some legislative things. Let's Let's uh, learn a bit about Brett. Again, I've had car rides with you to Bismarck, and I'm like, I had no idea about this. You, okay. about, uh, this about you. You're kind of on your second career, aren't you? you at least my second. At least your second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, you're a professor at UND. Right. Um, a social work professor. So, social I'm chair work. of the department right now. Yep, yep. That's what you do currently. That was not a high school job for you, was it? Can, can you talk about your journey to Grand Forks? And we've, we've got until the end of the day. I've heard the story, and it's, it's quite amazing. But, but can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, I, I knew my, my PhD is actually in history. I, I did enjoy uh, teaching U.S. history for a while. But I was increasingly teaching uh, the history of social work. So I've ended up with uh, uh, as a social work professor. Uh, but that was not where I started, No. Um, however, I, I had long known that this was uh, a place that I wanted to end up. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I graduated high school at a very young age and uh, moved from Hamilton, Ontario, where I'd grown up, uh, back to uh, Greeley, Colorado. Greeley, Colorado, very much like Grand Forks, oh, yeah. got the same population yep. size, Sugar Town, town College Town. Uh, and in uh, Greeley, I uh, attended... Uh, as a freshman at the University of Northern Colorado, mm-hmm. where I did some permanent damage and, and, uh, to my GPA and, <laughs> and had, had some real fun for a couple of quarters. Sure, sure. Uh, I was trying to put myself through school and uh, quickly ran out of money, got a job in a pizza shop. Really had a great time because yeah. at that time it was not only a dollar seventy-five an hour, but all the pizza I could. Oh, exactly. Your meals were covered. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, I had to drop out of school. Was working in a pizza joint. I was working for a small company 
uh, that was bought out by this slightly larger company, an outfit called Domino's. Oh, yeah. Uh, they had like uh, well over 100 stores at that yeah, time. At that time. Yes. Yeah. And uh, they were growing very rapidly. I was managing for them and uh, I wanted to, to get in on a, a piece of this. My, my thinking was, oh, I'll... I'll open up, you know, 20 or 30 pizza right. stores, sell them. I'll go back to school as, as a millionaire and, right. and get to, to be a professor that way. Kind of worked that way. Uh, <laughs> except for the millionaire part. Um, but uh, I, I did get it. Uh, so I was working for Domino's, uh, found some investors, and uh, said, here, we should start a Domino's. They're up and they're, they're right. really they, go places. They send pizza to your house. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, Domino's? Who's, who's ever heard of Domino's? So, yeah. so we started on our own, uh, started a chain. A week after I opened, uh, a Domino's opened across the street. But I knew their game, so we competed yep. quite well. Um, and within uh, a few years, I had a, a small chain of pizza delivery shops uh, and uh, branched out into some other restaurants and, and had some... Some really good years, John. Sure. And then there, being a small there, businessman, it's there's good and bad. There's good and bad. Yeah. Um, and I realized, ooh, this this whole thing could go down the tubes. Um, and I don't have a degree. What yeah. if I need to get a right. job? Exactly. I Heaven could deliver forbid. pizzas right. somewhere, but maybe I want. Uh, I could do that, but something else as well. And uh, so I went back to school um, and took my first business class. That was helpful, and it helped me to turn around the business. I also took a library science uh, class, which helped me uh, do research on my business mm-hmm. and the, the business management. And uh, also, I took a, a study skills class to learn how to be a student. To learn how to be a student. <laughs> so those yep. were three really it, useful classes. And this was for still me. in Greeley. This I, was uh, still in Greeley. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so you took a class to learn how to go to no, class? No, no, no. Uh, this was uh, in Utah. In I had Utah. Moved out you were at to, Utah at this point. In yeah. fact, at this point, I had moved out to uh, a Layton, Utah, near uh, Hill Air Force Base. Okay. Again, kind of similar to a situation here, except they had no pizza delivery business. So oh. I opened the first uh, delivery shop to Hill Air Force Base. Uh, but a few years later, I was uh, going at uh, Weber State, yeah. or as we call it in my family, Weber State, Weber State spelled just like your name. And I took those classes, um, uh, was able to turn the business around and keep things going, uh, but also got the bug for being a student, ended up getting a bachelor's in history and then uh, eventually a PhD in history. Um, so my wife and I uh, were pursuing these new careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sold the business at that time to the employees who kept it going for another 10 years. Sure, good for them. We uh, finished our degrees and... Uh, went out on the job market. Uh, we had interviews in uh, the Redwoods in Northern California, uh, okay. an interview in Southern Colorado near New Mexico, a favorite place uh-huh. of ours, or a place called Grand Forks, North Dakota. That's right. So you, we, picked, you, you picked the weird one. Well, <laughs> we had a friend who had moved out sure. here a couple of years, so mainly we took the interview just to come yeah, go visit, visit a friend. Buddy. And uh, it was the first of the three interviews. By the end of our first day here, uh, we were wondering if we even needed to go to the other two yeah. interviews because we'd fallen in love with the place. Uh, they'd shown us the Greenway, um, uh, the people, and uh, that, that August we were um, uh, moved out here. August sure. 8th, uh, 2005, we moved here. Yeah, I, I, yeah, It's not a similar story, but my wife and I, yes, we, I, I was going to live in Grand Forks for four years to go to college. Yes. That was 26 years ago, yes. right? <laughs> I met my wife, and we're like, we can go wherever, right? But why do we want to leave, right? We need a 
a reason. And now our kids are just like, hey, you know, what else have you done? We're like, we love it here. This this is home. This has turned into home, right? It's it's amazing how stuff like that can happen. Uh, It's been a great community for us. Uh, uh, So much opportunity here. Uh, Wonderful place to make a home. Our our children were uh, graduated high school, moved out here, followed us out Mm -hmm. here, had grandkids here. They've moved just in the last year uh, back to the Salt Lake City area. But uh, Grand Forks has been great for us. Sure. No, that's great. I've I've heard that story before, you know, and I I, I didn't know it. And I'm like, wow, that's that's a, quite a story to, to to make your way around. And now now on on city council for all, for almost a dozen years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so uh, back to city council a little bit. One, one last city council. You talked about the dynamics of the other council members, right? Every two years, there's there's potentially new people on the council and stuff. I will say this as a city employee. That every two years, it's not so much of ooh, who got elected? Is this good or bad? It's all right. I got I got to learn new people. I got I have to. Who, who's going to be comfortable enough to ask me questions so we can help them out? As a council member, I mean, there's what four hundred some employees that you potentially need to reach out to at some point. <laughs> you know how how has that gone as a council member of just like okay, I, I, I know I can reach out to this person or I know they can at least get me pointed in the right direction because every government works different too, even even if you were involved somewhere else. How does that, I know how it goes from an employee standpoint. How does that go from a council member standpoint? One of the things that I did when I was uh, first running for council, um, certainly I spoke with Elliot a lot, um, but I started meeting with, uh, with uh, department leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Duquette was the uh, city administrator yes. at that time. Yep. Uh, and uh, one of the really important lessons for me over the last 11 years has been to value um, city staff or, as uh, Mr. Phelan and I recognize, bureaucrats. Uh, I kind of grew up uh, complaining, oh, bureaucrats, oh, uh-huh. they, they clog up the system, cause all this trouble. Um, and uh, I had done some work with the state legislature in Utah, and I'd already begun uh, an appreciation for bureaucrats and that has been reinforced by my work with the city council here here's who bureaucrats are bureaucrats city staff in this case are the folks who keep everything running they keep the wheels on the sure, bus sure uh and on top of that they put up with the elected officials <laughs> who get to be on tv on on monday night and uh who go into the grocery store and people either thank me or sure. complain to me so you get both ends of that right yep but uh the reality is that it, it's city staff this is something that happened just last night at council um uh, miss amundsen mm-hmm. came in to uh, thank us for the fantastic job of cleaning up the coolie over by Sertoma Park. Yeah. Uh, sh- uh, a couple months ago, she'd started sending us pictures, and it was in pretty rough shape after, mm-hmm. after the winter. And, and so she wanted to thank city council. And Mr. Feeland and I, I tried to echo this, said, that was nice of you to thank council members. We didn't do it. <laughs> city staff did it. And she was thinking... City council members, got, we, we told sure. city staff, go clean this up. And they right. went and cleaned it up. No, city staff were already on that as soon as the weather uh, made it possible. Um, and that's just one small example of uh, what it's one of the things folks don't realize that makes life so great here in Grand Forks is we have fantastic city staff. I don't know that that's always been the case. I've heard stories about... Um, some of the uh, dynamics 
prior to the flood and, and even in, in the period right after the flood. But we have been tremendously fortunate with a great city staff over the last uh, 10 plus years. Uh, I mentioned Rick Duquette a moment ago. One of the things that Duquette told me when I was running for office is, we're in trouble here in Grand Forks because we have so much institutional knowledge sure. and a lot of these folks are going to be retiring. Yep. What will we do? And what we have done is uh, hire a new generation, young, uh, fantastic leaders. And at this point, I've already mentioned his name a couple times, but let me reemphasize, City Administrator uh, Todd Field. Oh, yeah. This is a guy who was uh, head of public works. Mm -hmm. That's when when I first met him. When I first uh, got on council. And uh, then uh, City Administrator, after uh, Mr. Duquette retired, uh, Todd, uh, part of a national search, we had some impressive candidates, mm-hmm. and I was on that hiring committee that, that did the uh, interviewing. There were a number of us, so it's not that sure. I made right, the decision. Right. But uh, Todd uh, very quickly emerged as the obvious candidate, and even then, I was a little concerned. Okay, to go from public works to running the whole city, mm-hmm. how's he going to do? He's done an amazing job. And part of his uh, amazing work is that, like an elected official— he takes a lot of heat when, when people aren't uh, happy with things. He absorbs a lot. He doesn't always get the credit. Uh, we yeah. often get credit that we don't deserve. Uh, we sometimes get heat that we don't deserve. My experience is Todd gets a lot of heat he doesn't deserve, mm-hmm. but he doesn't get the same level of credit that, that he deserves. I was at a ward meeting, and uh, somebody was busting on Todd yeah. and, uh, and referenced his salary. You know, all of our salaries are public knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. And I just, and I, I, I knew this person and I go, he's the best deal the city has. I mean, he's, he, what he could make in another community it yes. is private sector would blow it away. And I'll, I'll put it this way. You cannot work Todd. I've, I've tried, I've tried. I'm like, I'm going to get to work early. I'm going to be Todd. And you walk in and he opens the door for me. And you're like, stick it, Todd. <laughs> you go to the gym first thing in the morning and he's already showered and on his way out Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. No. Uh, Brett, thank you very much. This, this was great. Wow, that was an hour? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't quite an hour, but they don't, okay. they don't have to go an Okay, hour. good. They don't good. have to go and I'm out of topics. Okay, so. that's a good closing time. <laughs> that's, that's good Thanks, closing. John. Thanks, Brett. Nice working with your yep. adventures. Brett, Brett Weber, uh, Grand Forks City Council Member, Ward 3. Um, from the City Chatter Podcast, this was Episode 2. You can go to the city website, grandforksgov.com slash podcast. And you can see uh, episode one and episode two. And uh, you can also give your feedback on uh, how you think these things are going. But for Brett Weber, I'm John Bernstrom. Uh, Thanks for joining us for episode two. Bye, everybody.